Hello everyone, welcome back to Board Guy Rambles on the Phone. This week's episode brought to you by a hook of smoking caterpillar that has given you the call. Feed your head. So, we have Extreme Rules on Saturday. Uh, first pay-per-view since Clash at the Castle. Uh, I would say I'm... This is the most excited I've been for a WWE pay-per-view in... A while, I guess. Uh, which, I mean, I I look forward to different parts of the past few shows. And I would say I probably look forward to Clash at the Castle. Uh, however, like, this is the one I'm looking forward to, like, most of the show as opposed to just parts of it. Uh, outside of a couple things, of course. But this is... I would say this is the most I've been looking forward to a show in quite some time, at least from WWE. Uh, I mean, granted, the past three shows have been good overall. Uh, so uh, that's 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 nice. It's it's nice to actually care about WWE again, uh, even if it's not perfect, which it, I mean it isn't, but it's nice to at least care about it. It's nice to look forward to the shows that I, that I'm watching, even though, I mean, I, I still don't really watch SmackDown really. I'll watch a little bit of it here and there now though. Like I'll actually go back and watch parts of it now sometimes. And as opposed to just not watching it at all ever, which for a while there, I like for about six months, I would say I did or more. I would, I did not watch SmackDown like at all. Uh, cause I, I just didn't care. So, uh, it's nice that it's, uh, in a more positive place. Uh, even if they still have some things that they, they, uh, should be cutting out, like, several people on this show, like, Karrion Cross and, well, Braun's not on the show, but, uh, in theory needs to go away, and... Uh, riddle, eh. but for the most part, I'm enjoying what I'm watching most of, and like the small little details that didn't used to exist, like things that are like that are like happening in the background backstage that are like actually lead to something. That's nice. Like it's not. Not just here's this random segment. Let's have match that's pointless. Let's have another match that's pointless. So, uh, yeah, uh, still needs to do more and more of that. Uh, so some people still need like actual storylines. Some things still need to change, uh, and so on. But that's nice. Uh, it's nice to be excited about a pay-per-view. And that's, that's just how it is. It's more than I can say about other American wrestling companies right now. Uh, talk about that later, I guess. It's like, WWE is going in the positive direction and AEW is going in the negative direction, so... They're both kind of equal to me right now, but, like, one's outlook's, like, positive and one's negative. Because one... Because, obviously, WWE was, like, way, way low 
And so they're going up, and AEW is going down. So it's it's disappointing. Like, I don't know. Uh, hopefully they'll both just, like, go both go back upwards and both be good? I don't know. Uh, but that that remains to be seen. Anyways, uh, maybe we'll talk about AEW a little bit afterwards. But and this is obviously an Extreme Rules Predictions podcast. It's not going to be a super long episode. I mean, there's only six matches. Once again, I don't think they'll be adding any more. Uh, they could, but I don't think so. Uh, I mean, obviously we still have SmackDown on Friday with the show being on Saturday. I'm not doing a podcast on Friday night. There's no reason for that. I, I don't really see what they could add on Friday. Like, there, there might have been a thing or two they could have added from today, but regardless, uh, I think anything they actually would have could have added from today is actually happening next Monday on Raw instead. I guess it's the quote-unquote season premiere. Not that wrestling, not that Raw or SmackDown ever have season premieres or season finales. That's not how they work. They just like you to think that's a thing. I guess it's not. Anyways, we have six matches. We don't have a world title match. That's not really a surprise because uh, Roman is defending against Logan Paul for some reason in Saudi Arabia. I think that's in three weeks. No one cares. No one's watching that. Uh, not because of Roman, just because Saudi Arabia and also Logan Paul. So uh, they're going to have to do a lot to get me to watch something on that show, which I, I don't know. I don't know if there is anything they could do this time. Last year, they, met, uh, they, they got me for an Edge Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell match. But... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they could possibly do to lure me into watching that, because Roman having an obvious retention against Logan Paul ain't it. So. Uh. I mean, that is what it is. We'll see what happens. Uh, I would not expect a predictions episode for that. Just assume that that happened. That that show happened, apparently. I don't care. It's. I mean, they need to stop doing shows in Saudi Arabia, but they're not going to until the contract's out. So there's no reason talking about it. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, this will be. I mean, the predictions are going to be quick. I I can't admit I don't. As much as I'm looking forward to most of this show, I'm not. I don't have too much to say about the matches themselves. Uh, I'm also actually wondering what the main event of the show is supposed to be. I mean, there isn't really anything in particular that makes it obvious what the main event is. Uh, because, okay, so, like, just look... I'll just list the card before we do any uh, predictions, because we have Edge versus Balor in an I Quit match. We have Bailey versus Bianca in a ladder match. Uh, we have Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey in an, I think it's just a flat-out Extreme Rules match. 
Uh, Riddle versus Seth Rollins in a fight pit match. Uh, Drew McIntyre carrying cross strap match. And uh, the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium in a good old-fashioned Donnybrook. Uh, we can rule that out as the main event. That's not going to be the main event. Uh, hmm. That that is a that is a question. What match in here is the main event to you? I really, really don't know. Maybe it's a segment. Maybe it's something completely unrelated. Uh, it could be the fight pit. I guess I don't think it is. But it could be. It's not the strap match. That would be dumb. Uh, that uh, That's assuming Drew will feel well enough for that match to happen. I think he probably will. But, uh, yeah. So, could be that. Could be the ladder match. Bianca and Bailey. That could happen. I could see that. Uh, the only reason I would even say it's Ronda versus Liv is because Ronda's on the poster, but does that really sound like the main event of a pay-per-view to you? Not really. Uh, so, I mean, Edge versus Balor, I guess? I don't know. I haven't even really thought about that question until right now. Like, what match on this show is the main event? Because, I mean, they've built up several matches fairly well, I would say, but I don't know if there's any of them that are built up enough to definitely say which one is which. So, we'll find out, I guess. Uh, first match we're going to talk about, Drew McIntyre carrying cross strap match. First off, strap matches suck. They all do. They all do. And carrying cross sucks. So, a kind of match that sucks with a wrestler that sucks, it's going to suck. I'm sorry, Drew. You didn't deserve this. Cross going to win. It's unfortunate. But that's all we're going to talk about, because that is about as much time as that's worth. Uh, so, also, I mean, we don't have to talk too much about the good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. It'll be a fun match. Uh, there's not much else to say. I mean... Now, first off, I I assume this is just, uh, like, another title for just, like, an Extreme Rules match where basically anything goes and it ends via pinfall, and if it's not, then... Eh, whatever. Uh, I mean, I think the faces could, like... If, if the faces could easily pin one of the non- Gunther Imperium guys easily enough. Uh, or Imperium could just win. Uh, I mean, do we need Imperium to look strong? Or do we just need Gunther to look strong? Because Gunther doesn't need to be pinned, obviously, so the faction can lose. I don't know if you want to do that, but it's its not like the faction is out here trying to be one of them has the IC title and the other two have the tag titles. That's not really a thing, because I, I think the... I think Gunther and Sheamus are having an IC title match on Friday. 
unless they had one this past Friday. I don't remember what was the end of SmackDown on Friday. Because uh, I know they were going to have another one, but that might have been last week that they had the IC title match. It could be this week. Either way, obviously Sheamus is, didn't win or isn't going to win that. So maybe you want to have them at least get something on them. But I also would assume that this is them ha- moving on. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say Imperium, just because if Brawling Brutes wins, it just feels like that should continue, because the goal would be to want to take the IC title from Gunther. So if if they win, you would think they want to continue that. If they lose, you think that doesn't happen. So, uh... Ronda versus Liv, Extreme Rules match. I mean, does anyone really see Liv winning here? I mean, maybe that's the point. Maybe you're supposed to expect her to lose because there's no rules and she's Liv Morgan and her opponent's Ronda Rousey, even though Liv Morgan is better than Ronda Rousey in, in every conceivable way to anyone who actually pays attention and doesn't just look at Ronda Rousey and see, ooh, Ronda Rousey. She was great in UFC. She's totally not a trashy human being. She's totally not. She's totally great just because she was in UFC and she was a huge champion there. We're not going to talk about how that ended because quite frankly, I don't even care. But she still has name value because of what her name is. It doesn't matter that she's a trashy human being who thinks Sandy Hook is fake and also is a transphobe, but, you know, uh, that's besides the point. Except for it isn't, but it's besides the point. Except for it's not. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone who thinks Ronda Rousey has been good in WWE, they just think that because of what she did in UFC and don't realize, not really paying attention to how awful her actual wrestling is, how awful her promos are, but and they just don't care. But you know, that is how it is. Uh, still Liv Morgan is Liv Morgan. She, she is a far superior actual wrestler than Ronda Rousey. Uh, her promos aren't the best. There, but I mean, the fans are back on her side now, it seems, after they did that shitty ass booking at SummerSlam, which kind of turned people against her. But the fans seem to be on her side again, so uh, they they seem to have reversed course from that travesty that they started. Because remember, remember before that match at SummerSlam, she was getting huge crowd reactions, and then you had her do the stupid tap out thing while the rough couldn't see. Uh, I mean, I get the booking. I get why that happened. Like, like I knew she was never just going to pin Ronda Rousey or anything like that. I knew that wasn't going to happen. So, like, that doesn't bother me. But apparently, all the crazy people who watched this and that are just casual fans, then just decided, oh, we should chant you, tap, you tapped out at her or something and stuff like that. Even though she's the face. That's something you do to heels not faces. And then it started, like, some even started, like, cheering more for Ronda for some reason, even though Ronda was bad at pretty much everything. It didn't make any sense. But we seem to have gotten away from that. 
Uh, at least the last time I watched SmackDown was the one where the episode where Liv uh, dove through Lacey while she was on the table, whatever. Fans like that. There was a lot of she, she got a lot of uh, she got a pretty big pop there. So it seems like she's fine now. Uh, so realistically, you should still want to run with Liv as the champion, but that's not gonna happen. I don't think. Uh, like I don't see it. I mean, like it's not impossible that maybe Charlotte shows up and costs. Uh, Ronda the match, maybe. Like, this was my original I th- thought that that was going to happen at SummerSlam. Although, in that instance, it would have ended in a disqualification. Here, it would not, obviously, because it's an Extreme Rules match. Uh, so, that could happen, but I don't... I don't know. I mean, Charlotte's been gone for a while now. In fact, it was in an I Quit match that she won it, uh, which this is the, we have a second that I quit. We have another, I quit match on this show. Uh, coincidentally, uh, I don't know. Like I, Charlotte ultimately would want to come back and maybe cost run to the title, but she would also want to get the title. Maybe she thinks she can beat Liv easily. I don't know. Uh, but, like, that would ultimately lead in a triple threat match, you would have to assume. I don't know. Like, I'm pretty much just going to assume that Ronda is going to win, unless, for some reason, Charlotte gets involved, then maybe not. Because uh, we're, we're getting to the stage of the year that I'm starting to wonder what are like look further ahead and see what their plans might be for WrestleMania cuz it's it's October now the Royal Rumble is in 3 months so i we have three pay-per-views between now and then i assume there's a pay-per-view in December oh yeah day 1 it's not in December it's January 1st but regardless there are three pay-per-views i don't think there's one in December straight up i imagine between the survivors like, maybe there's TLC in December. There wasn't last year. There was originally going to be. It was supposed to be in uh, Chicago, and I was supposed to go to it, but then it didn't exist. Uh, regardless, uh, there's three, maybe four pay-per-views between now and then. Uh, so you have to look to see what maybe they were considering doing at WrestleMania at this point, setting up who's going to be their champions going into it. Uh, if we're going to do Ronda versus Becky, which everyone's been assuming since Ronda came back, that the end goal is finally the Ronda and Becky one-on-one match that we all thought was going to happen for, like, ever since Becky won the title at or both belts at uh, WrestleMania 35. But I'm not sure that's the end goal anymore. It could be. It might be. Ultimately, I, I, I guess I hope that's the case because the other end goal, which I've been thinking about more recently, I don't mind it, but it's not specifically what I want. We'll talk about that in a little bit. 
But if they're going to do Becky versus Ronda at WrestleMania, and then, because that's supposed to be when Ronda's contract is up, I think, because she came back for a year. She was basically going to have two WrestleManias, and that was going to be it. This is probably where you'd put the belt on her. I mean, unless we... Unless Charlotte shows up, and then ultimately Ronda is going to get the belt back, is what I'm trying to tell you. I don't know if it's going to happen now, or if it happens later. She is the poster, so I am assuming that Ronda's going to win, unless something happens. Uh, as much as that pains me to say for Liv, because she deserves to be champion more, but it's just not going to be what happens. Ultimately, I think WrestleMania is Liv versus Rhea, because that's what it should be. Uh, but that won't be for a title. Uh, yeah. Uh, and hopefully it's Becky versus Ronda, and then Becky just wins there, because the alternate course for Becky is not... It's, it would be a match I would want to see, it's just not the match at WrestleMania that I want to see specifically. Uh, because that would interfere with the match I actually want to see at WrestleMania the most. Everyone knows what that match is. So, anyways, uh, moving on. Edge versus Finn Balor, I quit match. I don't really see, I don't really see this one, to be honest. I don't really see why this needs to be an I quit match. It just feels like they're giving them the stipulation because they needed an extreme rule stipulation and everyone else was taken and except for Last Man Standing, which we just had one of those two months ago, I guess, so we don't want to do another one. And I mean you can't do Hell in a Cell because that has its own pay per view and also doesn't require a Hell in a Cell match anyway. I don't know. I just I don't feel the why this needs an I quit match. This has been a there's so much involved in this feud that it's, it just seems weird that it's just Edge versus Finn in, a, in an I quit match. Because, like, Dominic just turned on both him and Ray, and then they kind of put... They didn't really put Edge out. He was gone a week with a pretend injury, and then he was back the next week. It's so, like, you'd think Ray would be involved in this. I'm sure we'll see him during this. But, like, why is this Edge versus Finn? Like, Dominic is, like, the most... I mean, like, obviously Finn is still the leader. But, like, Dominic being part of it is, like, the most significant thing that's happening right now. So you'd think he'd be having a match with Dominic. I mean, he already had a match with Dominic. You'd think this would be that. And, like... This would be make more sense if it was Ray versus Finn in an I quit match or something. I don't know. This just seems weird because like Edge is just gonna beat Finn in an I quit match and then what? I just I I don't know why it just I I'm just not feeling the the stipulation. Like I don't have a problem with an Edge versus Finn match. I can understand that, but. Do you want Finn to say I quit? And like you're not gonna do that weird, some weird thing where you make Edge say I quit. Like I can see, 
like you could make Ray say I quit here easily. You can just have Rhea decide to beat the living shit out of Dominic and Dominic be like, cool, I'm okay with this because I don't know, he's fucking weird. Uh, so you could do that, and then they could just Dominic could willingly take a giant beating from Rhea until Ray says, I quit, because he doesn't want Dominic to get hurt. That would make sense. That would work. You you can't make Edge do that, because uh, Edge has already had a match with Dominic. Edge doesn't care. Like, he's, like are you going to make them do this to Dominic and then what, have Edge be forced to see Ray do this and he doesn't want to see his friend get upset by his friend's son getting hurt? I mean, maybe, but I... That's just odd to me. Uh, not when the, not when this guy kicked... Like, if, if you're Edge in this situation, this guy kicked him in the nuts and then you had a whole match with them uh hurt you for a week and so on. So, yeah. I'm assuming Edge is going to win unless they do something weird like that there, because, I mean, what else is there here? Rollins versus Riddle in a fight pit match. I forgot until a few days ago what the fight pit was, by the way. I thought last week it was they were just gonna bring in some like actual like cage kind of like octagon thing and maybe just do like maybe do like Extreme Rules Underground like Raw Underground I don't know uh, but then I forgot they actually had this match a couple times in NXT I thought I forgot it was a thing uh, Riddle's winning there's really not much to say here there's no way Rollins is gonna beat him again. Which is going to be strange when the next time he beats Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title, probably. But that's that's an entire different story, I guess. Like, you wouldn't think Seth would lose this match, but then immediately win the U.S. title, and then hopefully feud with Ali for it. Because uh, this uh, they had Lashley versus Ali today, and then Lashley beat the living shit out of him. But like, he kept coming back to the point where like he had a he was going to, like, either shake Ali's hand or raise his hand, uh, or raise his arm or whatever afterwards for the fight that he gave him, or, uh, until Rollins attacked afterwards. I'm like, Rollins, you know you were in a feud with Riddle, not Bobby. I'm confused. I mean, to be fair, Rollins should have won the U.S. title a few weeks ago until Riddle fucked him over and ruined everything. But that's, that's a different story, I guess. Uh, just like, Theory is in, like, two feuds. Seth is in two feuds. Because Theory is feuding with Gargano, but he's also feuding with Kevin Owens. So, which, I mean, like, the fact that Theory did not lose the briefcase to Kevin Owens in one of those matches is very disappointing, by the way. He really should have lost the briefcase. Because, uh, I mean, like, the only acceptable solution to him cashing in is him losing. So, like, eh. He should have just lost the briefcase to to freaking Kevin Owens. It's better that way. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Riddle's winning this, and that's just how it is. As much as Seth should win again. Uh, 
And as far and finally, as far as I'm concerned, the main event in my book is Bailey versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship in a ladder match. I guess it's the first time a women's title has been in a one-on-one ladder match. I guess they've been saying, because I, I don't know. I don't know how we haven't gotten there yet. Because we've had TLC matches for it, although those were not one-on-one. Uh, so I guess it's—I guess that's the thing. I guess this far into the women's revolution, we still have first-ever type things. Uh, regardless, uh, Dakota and EO won the tag titles after uh, Clash at the Castle, which they should have won before, but alas, we're here. Uh, they have their their belts, and after this this show, Bailey will have hers, um, most likely. I'm predicting Bailey to win. I'm there. There's a small percentage here where I I I don't where I see Bianca retaining, but it's dependent on one thing happening, and I really don't think that's going to be happening here. So I'm pretty positive. Bailey's winning this because you don't do this three-person faction without having them all hold belts. You don't do it without one of them having a reign, without Bailey having a reign of terror with the belt, which, I mean, you can call it a reign of terror. It's not like reign of terror, but like long reign with the belt. It's like, it's going to happen. You have to do it. Like you made this faction that's basically promising that that's going to happen. Two of them already have the tag titles. If Bailey loses here without the thing that I'm talking about happening, you fucked up. Like, you can't have them go this far without going all the way with it. Like, unless she's going to then win the title in a few weeks, which I guess she could. I don't know why you would do that, but I guess you could. Uh... Like, if she were to have... Like, if they have a rematch at Crown Jewel or something, and then she wins there, I guess it could happen. I don't see why it would. I don't see why you wouldn't just do it here. Because everything is set up for it to happen right now. Uh, It's a ladder match. She doesn't have to pin Bianca. So, there's already... That's already already a thing. You don't have to worry about the babyface being pinned. Which, like... Uh, I mean, you could have it be dirty pin if it had to be a pin, but it's extreme rules, so it's legal. Uh, la- the the ladder match is the perfect match for her to win, because like I know they were supposed to have an I quit match back last year. You can't have Bianca say I quit. I mean, personally, I don't give a shit about that, but people care about the the faces saying I quit. Without there being a reason, like, oh, his friend would have gotten hurt if he didn't say it, or something like that. Uh, so, like, like people have problems with that, with making your your top face of either male or female say I quit. They can't do that. They're not allowed. I don't care about that shit, because that's stupid booking as far as I'm concerned. People quit. It happens. Uh... But they have problems with that because reasons. So, uh, a ladder match is the perfect situation for uh, Bailey to win. 
without Bianca looking bad. I mean, Bailey has two friends that can help uh, distract Bianca from all this happening while Bailey wins the belt. Uh, I know Asuka and Alexa are a thing, but they basically got taken out tonight. So, like, especially Asuka, like, I don't know, like, I didn't see the main event, so, like, I don't know, like, what exactly happened to Bliss. I don't know that she was, like, specifically taken out, but, like, Asuka got fucked up. And, I mean, I know they attacked Asuka because she is the bigger threat there. I mean, Alexa on her own is just, she's just there. Uh, so, like, they outnumbered them three to two. So, really, like, Bianca's friends aren't there. Or probably won't be much of a factor. Maybe they'll try. So, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and okay, so the, te- the small percentage where I see this not happening... I'll just mention it now. I'm pretty sure this isn't going to happen. But I could see where now that Asuka and Alexa probably won't be a factor. Maybe this is where Sasha and Naomi show up. Because presumably when they said that they reached a deal with them several months ago, that that's a thing and they're just still not showing up yet. And they're going to... We have to assume that they're going to show up at some point because... Again, there were reports that they were basically going to be back at some point. They've just been doing other things. Uh, I mean, like, I have no reason to assume those reports were fake, because no one's come out later and said that those reports weren't real. So, as far as I'm concerned, they're with the company. They're just not on television, and they will be eventually. I mean, they're having war games in Boston, not that I necessarily need them to be back for that. You just, you have war games, but you're going to have a four and four women's match. And you're not going to have Sasha Banks in it if she's in your company. No. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have a problem with her coming back and winning the rumble instead. That's fine with me, but, uh, I'm just under the assumption that sometime in the next six weeks, they're going to show up. Because I think Survivor Series is six weeks from this weekend, I think. Because I, th- I think after this week, it's three weeks and it's Crown Jewel, and then three weeks after that, it's Survivor Series. I think that's how how it is. Uh, for the record, this podcast is a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. So I lied. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So, if Sasha and Naomi were to show up, I can then see Bianca retaining because then she has help, help that Bailey was not expecting because Bailey is a hundred percent expecting Alexa and Oscar to try to help, even if they're hurt. And if they're hurt, they're not going to be much help. Now, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't really think that their return is happening on this show especially since we're having another return happen on this show that's been building for a few weeks. We'll talk about that after this, briefly. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think they would do both of these major returns on the same show. I just, I think you don't, I mean, they could. There's no saying they couldn't do that. I'm just thinking they wouldn't do two major returns on, on the same show. So, I'm not expecting that, but I'm leaving room for that to be a possibility. Uh, if that were to happen, then I would expect Bianca to retain. I still don't like her retaining there, but it would at least make more sense than her just retaining, because this is, like, without a surprise, this is Bailey's match to win. It, re- like, it would really have to be. You know, like, unless Becky came back. I mean, I get, but, like, Becky's, Becky wouldn't be ready. Like, if for some reason Becky would be ready to be back on the show, I could understand that. I could see that, too. I don't think so. But, uh, I could see that, too. Those are, like, if Becky or Sasha, one of the two, don't show up, it's not, like, this is 99% Bailey is going to win. Because there's no, there's no real good reason otherwise for Bailey to lose. Like, you didn't make this faction for her to, for them to show up. You already screwed them up, screwed up with, uh, EO and Dakota not winning the tag titles just straight out of the tournament. But, I mean, you fixed that. The Belky King's been pretty good otherwise. Outside of that, I mean, like, Bianca beat EO last week. That's fine. Bianca can't lose to EO last week. It's fine. Uh, the champion can't lose to one of Bailey's underlings. Even if EO Sky is the best female wrestler in the world. You just, you can't do that. Just because that doesn't make sense for the feud. You have to put all three belts on them. You just have to. And you can't have her lose to Bianca and then have her decide, oh, I couldn't win this one. Maybe I could win it from Liv or Ronda, which... No. You can't do that. She, ha- They have to win all three. It, It's just the way it has to be. I mean, like, I know when people... Okay, so the tougher part of this conversation is, okay, so last year, Bianca lost to Becky, and everyone was pissed, and everyone hated Becky after that, at least for a while. And I mean, like, the the booking, yes, that was bullshit. The way it happened, it was bullshit. But, like, the hate Becky got for that was completely unwarranted, if we're being perfectly honest. Like, I understand being pissed off about how that happened, and I'm 100% with you. That never should have happened that way. That's not Becky's fault. She's not, she doesn't book herself. The way people book, the way the company booked that, you, you attack them for that. You don't get mad at Becky for that. Becky, first off, was always going to win that match, even if it wasn't in 22 seconds or 26 seconds, whatever. Becky was going to win that match. It should have been in 15 plus minutes, but Becky was always going to win that match. She was never going to return and not win that match. Uh, There's just no way you do that. Uh, Now, this is... 
I'm just saying people were excited when Bailey and Damage Control showed up and they were like, yeah, we can do Bianca versus Bailey that match that we never got. I hope you're re- I hope you're ready for Bailey to win. Like I hope you're not say- I hope you you all weren't getting excited about this for and then but we're expecting Bianca to win and then that's it. Like if I see one person turn on Bailey because she beat Bianca, not in a kayfabe sense, like, like, not in the sense that, oh, like, I like faces and I don't like heels. Like, if you, like, if if you just like the, like, if, if, if it's still real to you, damn it, I, that's fine. But, like, if you're, like, if you're not, like, just, like, invested in the product and are, like, mad that the heel won, like, you're supposed to, technically like if you're actively like you were a fan of bailey and then like if you turn on bailey in the sense in the same sense that you turned on becky last year because she beat bianca then i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a problem with that because while i i'm i 100 understand the the outrage over how that was done last year that was a hundred I mean that was a hundred percent warranted even though Becky didn't deserve any of that rage herself like if you're gonna suddenly be outraged that Bailey beat Bianca then we're gonna have a problem because that's unacceptable because you have to realize you this faction doesn't show up for her not to win the title so you can't be mad at that booking if Bian- if Bailey beats Bianca like she should. That is the correct decision. Now, now like I I think we're at a point now where I think we're all we're still we still recognize that Bianca should have never lost in 26 seconds. But we're not mad because the storyline reached to the conclusion that it should have at WrestleMania where she won the title. And it's fine now, even though that booking was shit. It's fine that she lost. It's not fine that she lost the way that she did. But we got to... we The story was good. We got to where we were supposed to. And it's fine now. I still would have liked Bianca to have a longer title reign, but it is October. It's been six months. Bailey has to win. Because otherwise, then, you, like, you'll have to do damage control on damage control. And we shouldn't have to do that. Bailey losing here would be like Sasha losing the Hell in a Cell match to Becky in 2019. After Sasha came back. And it was fine that she didn't win the first match at Clash of Champions, but it was not fine, and it will never be fine, that Becky beat her at Hell in a Cell. That will never be fine. Bailey losing here, it wouldn't be as devastating as that was for me. Like, that, like that was crushing when Sasha lost to Hell in a Cell. That's what created this podcast. This podcast exists because that happened. Because that was my first episode. Now, Bailey losing here is not going to be soul-crushing like that was. Because, I mean, 
Bailey has had very, very long title reigns. That's the, it's not so crushing because Sasha still at that point had never had her due. She still kind of hasn't. It's better now than it was then, but she still kind of hasn't. Uh, Bailey. Bailey's not in the same position. So, like, it's not crushing that, ba- like, oh, Bailey has never been recognized, got on her recognition. No, she has, obviously. But we're talking, we're not so much talking about Bailey herself now. We're talking about Bailey, Dakota, and EO. We're talking about the faction itself. Like, you can't, this, you can't have them lose, have her lose here. Because this is the perfect scenario for her faction to be what they're supposed to be. And, like, if, if she can't win this, then how's she going to win a regular match? That she, like, this is, this, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Because, obviously, Bianca is great. I'm not, and I'm obviously, it's, booking, but logically, for a stable of three people to win a one-on-one ladder match where the face doesn't really have any help, shouldn't be shouldn't be that hard for them to pull off. Like, if she can't pull this off, what's, the, what's her credibility, really? What's their credibility, really? And you don't want to bring in the stable and have it be awesome for two months and then just, well, who cares anymore? They, she couldn't win the ladder match. I mean, yeah, they have the tag titles, but you need all three. You need all three. And and like I said, sure, maybe she could win it in three weeks or something. Maybe she wins it at Crown Jewel, but do they have? should she have to lose the first match and then win another one? Should she have to do that? Really? And who cares about war games if one side doesn't have all the belts? Like, if if one side has the tag titles and the other side has the, the Raw Women's title, then who cares? It's not war games. It's not... Like, why do they even need to have war games? Like, cause, like war games, you, you, the winner should get something, probably. I don't, like, I wouldn't understand that. So, like, again, if Sasha or Becky, especially not Becky, like, certain Becky can't show up yet. But, yeah. Now, I mean, the end game of Bayley being champion, okay, WrestleMania's six months away. Now, like, Bianca lost it to Becky. The only solution there is Bianca has to win the title from Becky at WrestleMania. That makes sense. Uh, I'm sorry to say if people think that the end game for that means that Bianca will then go to WrestleMania and take the title back from Bailey. That's not going to be the case. Uh, I think my end game for Bianca at WrestleMania is beating Charlotte. I don't think it involves a title, but she, Charlotte is the only horsewoman she has not defeated yet. So that's the end goal for Bianca for me. Uh, I mean, it could be for the SmackDown Women's title. I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with that. Like, if, if she were to beat Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's title, that would be fine with me. I just, I don't see how you go from 
Liv having it to give it to Ronda winning it, and then Ronda loses it back to Charlotte. Then what does Ronda do at WrestleMania? Like Ronda would presumably still face Becky at WrestleMania, but like at this, like the the thing that I'm thinking is happening is that this is going to ultimately lead to Becky facing Bailey at WrestleMania because of the attack after uh, after uh, SummerSlam, although. I'm not really sure, because, like, the end goal should be Becky versus Ronda. That's what we've always assumed was going to happen. But, like, recency bias leads me to believe that Becky should be facing Bailey because of that. I mean, she could face Bailey earlier, but then she would lose to Bailey on the way to facing Ronda? That's kind of odd. Uh... But the end goal should, of course, be the Sasha versus Bailey match at WrestleMania that we were always supposed to have and have never gotten yet. It has to happen at some point. And as long as Sasha is in the company and Bailey is the champion, going into WrestleMania that's in Hollywood, which this match screams Hollywood, it should be pretty obvious, this match should happen at WrestleMania. Finally, it was going to happen at WrestleMania 36. COVID stole it from us. I mean, like, I, I'm i not upset about that, kind of, because that gave us golden role models, and I will... I can't say I would never trade golden role models, because if I traded golden role models, that means that COVID didn't exist, and I mean, like, I can't say I wouldn't trade that for COVID not existing ever, because that would be weird. So... Obviously, I would trade that because that would mean COVID never happened, and also means we got Sasha vs. Bailey at WrestleMania. So, like, I'm, ne- I'm never going to say I would never trade that for anything. But in a world where COVID is forced to exist, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, basically. Uh, yeah. So, like, ultimately, my four women's matches for WrestleMania, and it doesn't have to only be four, there can be plenty others. Sasha versus Bailey, Becky versus Ronda, Bianca versus Charlotte, and Liv versus Rhea. And then I guess you could uh, you could have Io and Dakota against uh, Asuka and Alexa, I guess, if they're still teaming at that time. So that's five. Uh, oh, other small possible way that Ronda loses if Shayna turns on her. Because, like, they, there's tension between them a few weeks ago. Maybe that's the thing. Anyways, uh, yeah. I swear I thought this podcast was going to be, like, 20 minutes at most. We're 50 minutes in. Anyways. The only other thing about Extreme Rules in everyone... The thing that you probably thought I would have talked about first, I guess, is uh, the obvious thing that's running rampant with all every wrestling fan right now called the White Rabbit. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it too much because there's not too much to talk about. Like, I'm not going to sit here and uh, talk about every clue or whatever because... Everything literally points to Bray Wyatt. Literally everything. I don't have to... I'm not going to sit here and go over it. Go over everything that everyone else on YouTube, I'm sure, already has. 
on anywhere else on the internet, on Reddit, Twitter, any social media that exists, except for maybe MySpace. If, oh. Hell, maybe even on Tout. It might even be on Tout. Probably not. Uh, yeah. Because uh, this first happened on September 16th, where in, in, during the commercial breaks, they, start, they turned the lights out and they started playing White Rabbit, which actually has more of a meaning to me than most people this song happened to, because, for one, uh, most specifically, this is the song that, like, okay, so my sister's a dancer, for pretty much everyone listening to this, because you, you don't know me, so you don't know that my sister's a dancer, obviously, and she, she's been dancing since the age of three, I'm 35, she's only a year and a half younger than me, birthdays in 10 days, uh, 11 days. No, 10 days. It's midnight. I was right the first time. Uh, yeah. So, uh, she was in, uh, she was in the dance club at our high school, and for the, the seniors that are in, in dance there, because they always have a recital, obviously, at the end of the year, they get to do a solo, and her, her solo was to this song. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, this song is already on my iTunes anyway. I've been listening to the song for years. Because, I mean, that was 2006, by the way. Uh, also, they use this song in one episode of my favorite show, Warehouse 13. Hashtag reboot Warehouse 13. It's a thing that's happening right now. Coincidence? Maybe not. Nothing is a coincidence with all these clues that are happening. Anyways, uh, like... All the clues are happening, and, like, I was kind of over that in a week and a half. That's fine. Like, whatever. I, again, don't need to go over them. It's Bray Wyatt. It's happening on the show. Any, like, unless it happens on the Raw after, but, like, I would put it on the pay-per-view. Honestly, it could be the main event. I don't know what the main event of the show is. It could be this. Uh... I mean, there is a lantern and fireflies in the background of the posters or the fight graf match graphics. Coincidence? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, like literally everything is like other people are trying to point out. It could be this, it could be that. Like it could be carrying cross. Why would it be carrying cross? He's already on the show. Oh, it could be a new theme for him. Why would they do this for a new theme? He would just start coming out to the song. Uh, it could be... I mean, like, I get it. He was the White Rabbit in Lucha Underground. I get it. I watched the show. Why would he be doing... Why would... Just because he was the White Rabbit in Lucha Underground, and he happens to be in WWE, and they happen to be using a song called White Rabbit, why does that... Like, that? that's not relevant. It has nothing to do with him. They would never do this for him having a new theme. And it's not for him. Unless, like, unless he was specifically in these videos, which he's not. It has nothing to do with him. Like, some people have suggested it's a faction and he could be included. I mean, maybe. But whenever they debut a faction like this... You know, I'm, before I even continue, I'm going to have to save this, and 
uh, start another section of this. This was never supposed to be this long, goddammit. Anyways. Anyways, we're back. Uh, yeah, they've never debuted a faction like this with vignettes that are this intricate, this involved. There's, like, like I saw this one meme post. It's not a meme, but, like, one of those random posts you get on Facebook in your newsfeed, even though you're not following these sites, you get them anyways. It happens. You just kind of deal with it, I guess, because that's how Facebook is. Regardless, oh, what if, uh, what if it's, uh, what if all the dolls from the Firefly Funhouse were coming to life or some shit? And, like, Huskus is Brawn, because Brawn's back now, unfortunately, and, like, uh, Abby the Witch is, uh, Scarlet, and then, uh, Rambling Rabbit is carrying cross because he's the white rabbit you see uh or from the you know and then uh mercy the buzzer buzzard is dexter loomis and then the and then bray wyatt's the white rabbit he's the leader and that's the thing slash the i mean it's slash the fiend of course but why first off dexter loomis like why would he be involved? Like, he's doing something with the Miz, and he's a face. I don't know. Like, like some people that I talked to, like, brought this up, and it's like, this, like, I think that maybe he was referring to this, and he read it somewhere, and then just, like, he, this guy, like, he reads one thing, and he automatically just, it's true, obviously, or something. And I'm, I'm just like, no, it's not. And I'm like, or just worst-case scenarios, everything sometimes. Uh, yeah, and then, like, another person is like, this, like, why, why does it have to happen in Extreme Rules? Why can't it go three more weeks, four more weeks? It's like, I mean, like, I could, again, I could understand, I could see it happen the Raw after Extreme Rules, because they do like to do big things on the episodes after pay-per-views. That makes sense. It could happen, again, would still do it on the pay-per-view, because... You should do that on the pay-per-view. Uh, especially because, I mean, you don't have Roman on the show. I mean, like, I still think the show will be good, and most of like, a lot of this seems like a pretty good show, even if it doesn't have a world title match on it. But I think it could use the, it could use the one thing to push, then push it over the edge. And, oh, because, oh, but it should go weeks longer. Because, oh, when we had Jericho do all his things, and then, like, it went months and months. I'm like, it's not Chris Jericho, man. Who cares? <coughs> it's not the same thing. Like, it doesn't have to. I'm like, they could. They could do that. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, wrestling fans are not going to care for that long. Uh, you get you do it for a few weeks, and then they, uh, they'll, they'll care. They, they're interested, and, like, most of them are, like... I'm like, some people already don't give a shit. They're just waiting for it to happen. Personally, I'm basically... Like, if it doesn't happen at, by next Monday, I don't care anymore. I'm not going to care. Like, I care enough to see it out to the pay-per-view or the show after because I understand that's what's going to happen. Like, I'm not that impatient. Like, that I can't wait to 
when it should happen, aka the pay-per-view or the immediately after, because but like if you go longer than a month, when it's so obvious who it is, like it's not a mystery. Like if you made this somehow managed to make this a mystery, maybe you could hold it out longer. But it's not. I don't even know if there's any instance of, like, weird vignettes like this where it wasn't obvious who it was. Where it wasn't who you thought it was the first time. Because, like, okay, so the Save Us things was always Jericho. Everyone knew that. Nobody thought that it could be anyone else. Uh, The second day of 2012 is coming. It's the end of the world as you know it. That was always Jericho. Sometimes, sometimes people thought it was the Undertaker. Even thought, maybe even thought it was the Undertaker that day. But really, why would it have been? Everyone knew that was Jericho. Uh, when people, for some reason, thought those vignettes for Undertaker were for Sting, I, which they were always for Undertaker, but for some reason, people thought it was Sting. Never understood why people thought it was two people. Uh, I never figured, like, never understood that one. Uh, I mean, Triple H did show up right after that, but still, uh, it was always for Undertaker. Those ones that were just for Edge, that for some reason I never thought was Edge and Bray Wyatt, it was always just Edge. Some people even thought these were also for Edge, for the five minutes that he was gone, because Edge got hurt pretend hurt by Judgment Day, and, like, these were kind of pointing towards Judgment Day for a little bit there, but it was really just clues as to when the next ones would happen. Uh, So so they thought it was Edge. Some weird people on the internet thought it was Edge for about five minutes, and then Edge showed up that night anyway. Uh, But, yeah. Yeah. Every time these vignettes happen, they're for who you think they are the first time. And there's been so much in so much intricate stuff in these clues now that it couldn't possibly be anyone else. Like if you showed me like if it happened on Saturday and anyone else showed up. Or if anyone showed up but wasn't immediately followed by Bray Wyatt, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, my only per- my only thought that I'm like, maybe it's not Bray, maybe it's Malachi Black? Alistair Black? Whatever, because he, but like, he hasn't left AEW according, so, like, unless he was lying when he's in that one live stream that he did saying he's gonna be back in AEW, then, uh, and, and, like, I'm not assuming, like, I only said that because, like, it's the only other kind of gimmick that it could be. That, like, only other person that might actually do this, uh, something like this, with, with a gimmick, just because of, just look at the character. But, like, when someone's, like, I don't even like that I even thought that because, like, he, he's taking time off for mental health. And I'm like, I'm not trying to make light of that because I'm like, it's not, I'm just offering up the only other possible person. This kind of strikes a chord with for me, even though I know it's not. And I don't like that. I'm saying it because I 
respect the fact that he is taking a break for his mental health, which is more important. And you should not be sending him death threats for taking a leave of absence for taking care of his mental health. You stupid fucking weirdo wrestling fans. Anyways. That had to be said. Wrestling fans are psychos. Uh... You don't get to, even if he did leave AEW and went to WWE, you don't get to send him death threats and be, and you don't get to be mad that he chose to go work somewhere else. You don't get to decide where he works. He does. You can be upset that you don't get to see certain matches because it it's not working in that company anymore, but you cannot personally be mad at him that he chose to go work somewhere else. It is his life. It isn't yours. Anyways. Uh, so yeah. It, it, so we know who it is. Uh, I wouldn't mind... Now, I don't care if he shows up as just Bray Wyatt himself. I don't mind if he shows up as the Fiend. Although, if he is going to be the Fiend, he can't be, like, unbeatable. Like, he can't just have, like, be have magical powers and be unable to be pinned or unable to be beaten just because of that. Like he can have like like he can be like psychological and shit and do all that shit, but like you can't just do moves to him and have him not take damage. Now he needs to win matches. He needs to win big matches and not be screwed uh, screwed like he has been multiple times in the past. Like if he he's coming back and he chose to come back, that's great. You you can't you can't book him like he did in the past where he just loses all these big matches and like loses all of his big feuds essentially. Now like he he can lose a match. That's fine, but like why is he losing in every WrestleMania? Why is he losing everything? So like you can't bury him. You don't have to make him a superhuman character. I I don't like those. I don't want those. Not even for people that I like. But he can't be losing every feud that he's in. Uh, and I mean, I'm like, I'm not having him come back to beat Roman Reigns either, by the way. Bray Wyatt is not the person that I'm having come back to beat Roman Reigns. Beating Roman Reigns is reserved for, like, five people to me. So, and Bray Wyatt is not that person. Uh, as much as I'll be happy to see him back, I'm not, I'm not having him come back and booking him to beat Roman Reigns. If you want to know who the five people I would book to beat Roman Reigns... First person is Sami Zayn. Second person is main, main event Jey Uso. Third person, Kevin Owens. Fourth person, uh, hell, it might even only be four people. Big E. Uh, yeah, I think it's only four. Uh, I don't know why I just said five. Maybe there was a fifth, but those are the four people that I would book to beat Roman Reigns. One of those four, in that order. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Bray Wyatt's not that person. 
hap- happily see him come back. Uh, don't want, not here to have him beat Roman Reigns. Uh, in fact, my, well, I, I did want an Edge versus Bray Wyatt, uh, Firefly Funhouse match, but, uh, not at WrestleMania because I'm going to WrestleMania and I want a match that's actually in the ring. So that wouldn't work there. But I did want that for a long time. Uh, I don't know. Knowing that next year's WrestleMania is Edge's last WrestleMania, probably, I don't. Then Bray really isn't the end goal I have for Edge for WrestleMania. But, like, I do want that match to happen. Uh, anyways. So we got that out of the way. It's Bray Wyatt. He's coming back. Uh, what I was trying to say before I went off on that tangent anyway, I don't mind if this is like his theme song now, if White Rabbit's his theme song, or if they're just going to like play this, do a little montage thing before he shows up and he's back with whichever theme, whichever of his two themes. That's fine too. In fact, I'd probably prefer him to just still have his other themes. I don't care if he's like, I don't want him to like, look like a rabbit. Like, there's some art going around of the white rabbit on Twitter and on social media. I'm not for that. Like, I don't care if it's Bray or if it's The Fiend, as long as The Fiend's nerfed, but it needs to be one of those two. It needs to be Bray or The Fiend. And you can just call him the white rabbit because of this. Uh, you could even make that his theme song. But like, I don't want him coming out on some weird-ass rabbit mask. I'm sorry. I'm not for that. Uh, I don't ca- even ca- care if it's horror-inspired. But I'm not. I, I don't need that. Uh, so, I mean, the only question is, is this going to be what closes the pay-per-view, him showing up? Is it going to be a segment just like nothing else is happening and then suddenly he just shows up and that's it? Is he going to attack someone? Like, what match would he show up at the end of and attack? I don't know. Because, like, the... I mean, like, the obvious thing is Judgment Day. I mean, you could do that and then we could immediately have an Edge versus Bray feud. That... That would be fine, but uh, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm just looking up at this card and I'm thinking, like, what match would he interrupt? Like, I do feel like this is gonna end the show. I don't think this is gonna meet in the middle. So, so I'm thinking the last match either has to be Edge versus Finn or Seth versus Riddle. I feel like it has to be one of those two. And he's going to attack after one of those two. Could be wrong. I mean, obviously, this is just speculation. I have no way to prove any of this. Uh, But, like, I feel like those are the only two matches where it makes sense. I mean, like, unless he's showing up after the strap match. But, like, eh. Like, if that's the main event, eh. So that's my guess. It's going to be after one of those two matches. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, that's really all there is to say about Extreme Rules. Uh, this was a lot longer podcast than I thought it was going to be. Almost an hour longer. Like, I mean, like, I didn't even talk about AEW, really. I don't even know if it's really worth talking about AEW, because, like, there was a couple things I kind of, like, I kind of could have talked about, but, like, that was only going to really be to stretch the episode out, because I didn't want it to be just, like, a 10 to 15 minute episode of just six matches being predicted, but here we are an hour and 10 minutes later. Uh... I mean, we're a month out from the whole fight. Like, I'm real. Like, AEW is really depressing me right now. Like, obviously, you know, I've never been like AEW is the best thing ever. Like, I've never been that fan. I'm not in their weird cult of fans where AEW is the best thing in the world, and you dare criticize something about it, then you should die. That's a weird thing. I mean, like, that's. A lot of AEW fans are like that. If you dare criticize one thing about it, they probably want you to die. And everything WWE does is terrible, even though they've legitimately had three good pay-per-views in a row, and Saturday is probably going to be a fourth one. Then you can say what you want about Crown Jewel after that, but you're going to have four good pay-per-views in a row, more than likely here. And then Survivor Series, after that Crown Jewel bullshit happens, it's probably going to be good, too, because there's going to be two War Games matches on it. And then, uh, I don't know about day one, but then you'll have the Royal Rumble, which, I mean, it's kind of hard not to be better than this year's. And so, like, WWE's on track for a pretty good run of shows here for the most part. Uh... But AEW, on the other hand, like, like I said, I was, like, in the past year, I've watched them, I've enjoyed them, I've had a lot of fun with a number of things, and then one span of three to four weeks, just, boom. It's not as low as it was before all of this happened for me. Like, I'm still watching it, but it, like, depresses me because, I, like, I actually thought it was good for a while. Because before all this happened, like, I couldn't give two shits about it. But, and some of it's not even the product. Some of it's the product, but some of it isn't. Uh, the whole, I mean... I don't even have to tell you. I mean, everyone knows what I'm talking about. First off, the elite should have never been suspended for that. They don't deserve that. I mean, I kind of understand. I kind of understand because, oh, they were fighting too. But really? I mean, they were defending themselves. Let's be fair. And it didn't even feel like anyone had anything to do with it. Assuming assuming what we know about everything that happened is, you know, what actually happened. I mean, like, I don't think we're ever going to know the full accurate story perfectly. But, you know, like, it seems like anyone had nothing to do with it. 
and he was just kind of there and he was kind of moving the dog out of the way whatever and i i don't i don't know man like up until a few weeks ago it's i mean like obviously cm punk has a reputation but it seemed like everything that people were saying about him on the television show was just like them saying that because well that's just low-hanging fruit but like it seemed when he came back that he was actually there to like do what he said that he was going to do wanted to do and it seemed like he was happy to be there and that things were going fine and like I still don't understand how that stuff about him came out like two weeks after he got back from being injured for over a month. Like, how did that not get leaked earlier? Like, that's how that's why it was so hard to believe that that was actually true at the time, because like, why didn't we know this before? He's been back for two weeks, literally two weeks. He came back like it was the week after he came back. Like, if this was the case. And he actually was creating problems backstage. Why didn't we know about that back in May? Or April? Or before? Sure, people were saying that on screen, but of course they did. I mean, that's his reputation. And they like to do work shoot bullshit. So, like, uh, it could be true, but it's probably, I'm like, it doesn't appear to be true. We're not hearing about this in, in reports. Like, it's just I'm saying that because it's the easy thing to say when you're doing shoots against each other all the time. And that's his reputation. Oh, you dropped the ball. Or you went, you took your ball and you went home. Or this or that, whatever. Like, how does he get back? He was gone. He wasn't there for over a month. How did it, like, how did this come out then and not two months earlier? If that was true then... I don't know. I don't understand. And, I mean, he's injured. I mean, you put the belt back on Moxley, and you never should have taken it off of him to begin with. So, I mean, like, congrats on putting it back to where it should have been. Uh, just going to lose it to MJF, probably, but whatever. Uh, MJF does not need a stable, by the way. That whole firm thing? No. Uh... I just, I, and I mean, like, and Punk is hurt again for months and months. I don't, how do you come back from that? I don't think that you can. Like, I mean, like, he can come back from the injury, but, like, the crowd knows. And only weirdos are siding with him. And yes, I realize my, my, Social media pictures are of me in a CM Punk shirt now. But, I mean, like, I'm I'm sorry. That's, like, the first picture of myself that I've taken, or that has been taken, that I don't hate in a very long time. So, I'm not changing it, even though CM Punk's an asshole. Which we all knew, by the way. We all knew CM Punk was an asshole. That's not new information. You either just like him anyway, or you don't like him. And like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, like, 
I'm not going to say I'm not a CM Punk fan anymore, because that's not true. I can just recognize dude's an asshole and is toxic backstage and probably shouldn't be in the company anymore. Doesn't mean I don't like him as a wrestler or as a mic worker, but he is a fucking asshole, and we can all acknowledge that. I'm not, like, I knew he was an asshole, and I was a fan of his anyway. So I, like, I, I never knew how much of an asshole he was. Like, uh, people tell me, oh, he made, made fun of Hornswoggle or something at this person's wedding. I'm like, because he fell down the stairs or something. I'm like, so. And, like, the whole Colt Cabana thing. I don't give a shit about that. I do not care. I do not give a shit about Colt Cabana. Anyway, you can't make me care about Colt Cabana. That's not going to happen. But, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not not a fan of his anymore. Like, he's a toxic person. He's an asshole. He probably shouldn't be working there anymore. <coughs> Anyone who says fuck CM Punk, that's fine. I, that's 100% justified. I don't consider him an evil person. That's uh, pretty much uh, saved for Republicans, for people I know are Republicans or, like, abusers. To which he is, as far as far as we know, not one of those. So, uh, unless he's outed as one of those, then we'll talk about not being a fan. But uh, and we'll talk about him being evil. But uh, until then, no, because to my knowledge, he's not a Republican because he. Like I've heard statements he's made in the past, and he's very openly worn pro-women's uh, rights shirts on television. So, to that end, he at least isn't an asshole in that way, and thus not evil. So, presume, like, if he if he had, like, I, I assume the rest of the views probably align the same way, but I guess we don't know that, so let's not assume, but he's not a Republican. Republicans don't wear shirts like that in public. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And as far as we know, he's not an abuser. I don't necessarily... I I wouldn't necessarily say I'd be surprised to find out that he was given this, though. Uh, so, I hope I don't ever hear about anything about that, but given this behavior, I... I can't say I would be surprised. I mean, like, I think he's... I mean, like, cheating on people is one thing, but that's not being abusive. It's still being a dick. It's still being an asshole. But it's, I th which I feel like he probably... Because, like, there's plenty of photos of, like, many different female wrestlers from the past he seems to have been with, so... Uh, and they feel like it feels like one of them probably overlapped. Anyways, uh, so like, given that behavior, he probably shouldn't be working there anymore. Also, he's won the title twice and immediately got hurt and had to vacate both times. So I understand he draws them money. 
But like, how do you come back from that? Like, how? How is he going to come back from that? Well, he still has his crazed fans. Like, people chanted his name for seven fucking years. While he was gone. Got old after a month. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. And that's just that. Swerve uh, in our glory lost the tag titles to the freaking acclaimed. I don't dislike the acclaimed. I mean, good for them. It's not... It's not that they won it. It's that Swerve and our glory lost. To... Because of a freaking chant. And it's bullshit. Really. Like... That atmosphere at all was fucking weird. That net, I don't understand why that's so over. I, it's it's unexplainable. And I guess good for them for getting something over. I guess even if it's fucking weird. But. That match was a random-ass tag title match that barely belonged on All Out just to get them on the show. And then they had a rematch, and they won because of that crowd reaction. Because the people that were on the show were dumb. Swerve and Keith Lee were their opponents. Swerve and Keith Lee are better than them by... Far, what are you doing? Do you know how good they are? And you're booing them. And now they lost the tag titles from a random ass tag title match that should have barely existed. You'll never make that make sense. Never make that make sense. And don't tell me that it's because of Chicago, by the way. It's because of the crowd at All Out. Yes, it happened to me in Chicago. To be fair, it happened in Hoffman Estates, not Chicago. But AW pay-per-views are international audiences, and thus not just Chicago. Anyways. Stop blaming Chicago for something that wasn't Chicago's fault. Uh, you can yell at them for screaming CM Punk for seven years, but you can't yell at them about this. I'm not even saying it. The, the, the chance at all out. Also, this chance happened at Arthur Ashe Stadium during Dynamite Grand Slam. It's not because of Chicago. International audience. Anyways. Ah, uh, 
Jericho wins the ROH title for some reason. The Jericho Appreciation Society continue to be the worst part of AEW entirely. Uh, and Soraya shows up. I mean, good for her, I guess, if she's going to be able to wrestle, assuming, presumably, she will be able to at some point. Otherwise, I don't know why they sign her. Uh, good for her, uh, I guess, but also, every single person that sent death threats and racism towards Sasha Banks for ending Paige's career. That's what y'all sound like. I want a handwritten apology and a video apology sent to Sasha and to me, and I want I will grade them. And it also has to be public. I want you to fucking humiliate yourself for that bullshit. Grovel and beg for forgiveness. And then you won't be forgiven because you don't deserve any of it. That shit was never Sasha's fault. You know that. You knew that then. You know that now. She didn't end Paige's career simply because it wasn't her fault, even if even if her career was over. But also, she's clearly about to have more of her career. So, start working on those apologies. Every single one of you. And it's hard to care about Soraya being back as a, a wrestler, knowing that all of this happened. Thank you, dumbass Soraya fans. You ruined a comeback. If she hadn't already ruined it herself, because she did that too. Uh, because let's not forget her family seems to be a pile of shit, which we know from speaking out. And also her boyfriend is a pile of shit. And her song is by him, and its lyrics are garbage. It's another, oh, cancel culture, kind of song. When cancel culture doesn't exist, everyone knows that. And then they're making TikToks, making fun of his uh, uh, arrest record, like he didn't do any of this shit, and... Uh, I don't know. This totally seems like a normal, okay thing to be doing. Her boyfriend is garbage. And what doesn't help is that they're just seemingly trying to rip off the women's revolution. Because that's what it seemed like on this past one, uh, this past Wednesday. Uh, it just seemed like they were trying to do the whole women's revolution thing that happened in WWE, just with other people. And she's like, I'm the revolution! And it's like, 
No, not really. The revolution was Sasha and Bailey and Becky. Like, you were part of it, but you weren't the revolution. You were part of it, but you weren't the revolution. You're more... You're, to be fair, you're 100% more part of the women's revolution than the Bella Twins ever were, because the Bella Twins were not ever actually part of the women's revolution. They were the antagonists that the women's revolution was getting rid of, which people still don't seem to realize. But, you know... Uh, but it doesn't work. And it also doesn't help because the fans of AEW think Britt Baker is good. But she's terrible. She might be worse than Charlotte. That's saying something. Uh, and that segment just wasn't good. I mean, she's not the best on the mic anyway, but I don't, actually, I don't think I heard any baby girls, so that's a good thing, unless there were, and I just missed it. I don't think I was actually looking for, uh, waiting for one, so, uh, uh, it, it just, it's just a complete mess. You're just trying to rip off something that happened in WWE and you'll never pull it off because you... Tony Khan just does not give a fuck about women's wrestling and that's not going to change. Even if WWE did it for the wrong reasons in some in ways, they still did it and actually went through with it in the way that they should have, even if in some instances it's not the way that it should... Not for... The reasons it should have been and not in the ways that it should have been. Just, like, you're promoting the wrong people still, kind of, but... And you're probably just doing this for money, not because they should actually be getting this t the same amount of time and pay and all that, which should be obvious, but, like, they're probably doing it for money. Tony Khan just does not give a fuck about women's wrestling, and that's seemingly not going to change because it was true before they had their little their big boom of all these big WWE names coming in and it's still not any better they just, I mean just like with the met like they just get one new person and then they get another new person and it's like cuz like they got Athena and then she was a big thing for two and a half weeks until Tony Storm showed up, who was a big thing for three weeks until Soraya showed up. And uh, before that, it was Ruby Riot or Ruby Soho. What, what's Ruby Soho doing? Getting her nose broken by Ty Mello. Yeah. And then after Soraya, it'll be, I don't know. Like you can't do, you can't, you're not going to be able to pull off a women's revolution in AEW because that would require Tony Khan to care. And he just doesn't. He's just going to keep pushing Britt Baker for some reason, even though she's terrible. And... I, I don't... And it's hard to care when Saraya has so much of her own baggage of all the people that surround her in her, in her real life. And the whole... Her fans wanted Sasha to die because of something that wasn't Sasha's fault. 
So it, it's hard to care about that. It's hard to be excited about her potentially wrestling again. It's a real shame because she was one of my favorites for a while, but I don't know what to tell you. Anyways, this has been a much longer episode than I thought it was going to be. So, uh, I think that's going to have to be the end. Because, I'm sorry that was kind of a depressing end there, but it is is what it is. Uh, So, I mean, the pay-per-view is Saturday, so maybe I'll get a review of this done on Sunday. Otherwise, it'll be Monday night or Tuesday night, as usual. Uh, NHL season predictions next Monday. Uh, won't be on this uh, channel. It'll be on my friend Craig's, as usual. But I'll post a small episode or something link- linking to it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, hope everyone enjoys Extreme Rules. Hope no random-ass AEW fan wants to kill me now. Because God knows they probably do. They probably tried to find every social media account that I have and tried to send me death threats. Because that's what they do. Fucking cult. Uh, good luck. Yeah, I'll probably find it. I'll just block you. Report you to the police. But that's fine. Anyways. Uh, anyways. Have a good night.